if you learn from your mistakes, then it's not a waste of time. You can use those learnings in every other area of your business. And I have. Welcome to the Rebecca Hayden Show, the show where you get to step into the highest version of yourself whilst creating the business and life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, helping you to step into your power, release those subconscious blockers and convert through social media with ease. Are you ready? Let's get going. Today, I'm joined on the podcast by the gorgeous Katie Bambrick. You can find her on Instagram at Katie Bambrick Coaching. Now, Katie is a mindset and sales coach helping online service providers launch their programs, sell out their offers, and scale to 5K months and beyond. In today's podcast, we chat through the ups and downs of business, making the mistakes, learning the lessons, the noise of entrepreneurship, and how we navigate it as business owners. She shares some incredible insights when it comes to strategy in your business and where to begin. So without further ado, welcome Katie. Um, welcome Katie, please introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Rebecca. <laughs> hey everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited for this, by the way. Um, my name is Katie. Um, I'm a sales and marketing coach. So I help online entrepreneurs attract, engage, and convert their ideal clients. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of my little elevator pitch right there for you. So I hope you enjoyed that one. <laughs> I loved it. And I kind of almost felt um, like we were on some sort of radio station when I introduced Same. you. <laughs> I know, I almost feel like some remix needs to come on. And, you yeah. know, like when you listen to the radio, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to add that in, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, we're not here to talk about the radio. Um, We're here to talk business. No, we're going to talk about strategy and mindset today. And we were just having a little conversation off mic before we pressed record, um, talking about how, you know, Katie is very from the strategy side of things. I'm more predominantly from the mindset side of things and how we actually find it really important to have both within your business potentially your life, to be honest. We always need a strategy for life too. Um, But yeah, just talk to me kind of strategy wise and what that means to you. Because I think strategy can mean so many different things to so many different people. So we'll start there, I think today. Yeah. So what I do is very strategy based. I don't, I don't have any training in mindset. I've read like lots of self-development books and all that kind of stuff, but I don't have like NLP background. I don't have hypnosis, you know, all that kind of stuff that you really hone in on. Uh, So with my clients, I am very much strategy based. Um, And I was just saying to Rebecca off air um, (laughs) that (laughs) I'm really going into this radio thing. I love it. We're acting Um, as if. I need a radio. Yeah, acting as if. Exactly. Uh, That if my clients, like obviously mindset comes into it so much because with my clients, sometimes they'll have little wobbles here and there, which is so normal when you're in business. Yeah. Uh, And especially when you're doing it by yourself, so much comes up. It's really interesting and you learn a lot about yourself. Uh, So I do talk them through it as though I would talk through with a friend essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, But strategy to me is just having... I mean, it's a big question, isn't it? But having kind of like a plan, I suppose, um, 
having techniques that you can use usually on a daily or weekly basis to kind of move the needle forward in your business. Um, So you're not just going in blind and throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it, hoping it sticks, you know, like there is room for trial and error. I've definitely made plenty of mistakes in my business, failed many times in my business, but when you find what works, when you find strategies that suit you in your business um, and doing those things on a regular basis, that's kind of what I would define it as. How about you? Yeah, I really, really like that. And the, the fact that you said, um, you know, finding the strategy that works for you. And I think that's a big thing that we're coming. I kind of feel like that message is really apparent at the moment is kind of finding things that work for you as a person rather than, dare I say it, the cookie cutter, um, you know, way of doing things. And I think that's just really important for us to to trial and error these things. And yeah, strategy for me, I'll tell you my my secrets. Um, for a very long time, I had no clue what strategy actually meant. Like I was like, okay, strategy, right. Strategy, like the word strategy would scare me. Um, and I think it's because, you know, I was, I was from, if we, if we kind of look at my background, like I was a performer, didn't really have to have a strategy for that. Like you just sung, you just danced, sung a little heart out, <laughs> turned up to auditions. I suppose that is a strategy. Um, you know, I've not been in that world. And just before I moved out to Australia, I was um, a VA as well as teaching dance. And no, I wasn't a VA. I was a PA. That's how much it's, <laughs> I wasn't a VA. <laughs> I was a personal assistant to like to human beings who were with me at the time um and you know there was yeah the real world and there was a lot of people who were project managers and I used to sit on a table kind of near the project manager people and he's like god what is this world of strategy and they're mapping things out and is it the Gantt chart thing where you can kind of see what's going on I was like what is this (laughs) you know so actually coming into business I was like I know I need some sort of plan um, but I don't particularly know what that looks like. And I think obviously the more I learned, the more that's come out and now I teach my clients. So, you know, that's, I, that's not really what strategy means for me, but I wanted to tell people that I was scared of the word strategy when I first started. Yeah. So in conclusion, strategy to you means Gantt charts. Gantt charts, yeah. <laughs> no. I can say it in two words. Gantt chart in my life. Um, no, but strategy <laughs> for me is a plan. A plan of doing yeah. something, a way that you do things, like you said, day in, day out, you know, whether it's a client attraction strategy or a social media strategy. It's just a plan of how we do things and what works for us that we know bring in the clients. I think that would exactly. be mine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And with the kind of the the strategy piece, and I, I know we both love talking about this because we're very open online. We're very vulnerable. We share, you know, the ups and the downs, which I think kind of that's why we connected in the first place was because we kind of speak this from the same hymn sheet. But when you were trying those strategies and, you know, potentially failing at them or like not failing, but going, okay, this doesn't work. Let's go back to the drawing board. How did that feel when you first started your business? uh can I swear on this podcast you can swear away (laughs) (laughs) fucking terrifying uh when I first launched and I'm gonna put launch in quotation marks here Mm -hmm. uh it was 
truly a negative experience like it was not pretty and in fact I didn't really have a strategy and I think that was probably where it all sort of went wrong for me (laughs) I was like it's fine I'll just rock up and do it and I'll just do that launching thing that everyone does and (laughs) what could go wrong and turns out everything (laughs) could go wrong and actually I had a very big mindset problem at the time as well because I I didn't really believe that I could land clients. I was like, oh, you know, if no one buys, that's okay kind of thing. That was very much my mentality at the time. And I was really disorganized for my first launch. Um, And it was just a very stressful experience. And I remember my adrenaline was like through the roof at the time. It was like the day before I was due to like launch. I was doing a self-paced course at the time and I was due to launch it the following day and I had a masterclass planned and like everything for the masterclass is really planned, but everything post masterclass in terms of the launch was not. (laughs) And I was doing the sales page the night before. Anyone who's ever done a sales page would be like, what the fuck, Katie? (laughs) Do not do the sales page tonight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god and yeah I kind of learned the hard way and I ended up canning that launch like the day the first day into it because I was like this feels all wrong I'm not ready for this I'm disorganized um so yeah I mean it was a very interesting experience but a very good learning experience mm. and I've learned so much from that launch um that I now teach my clients I you know it was a valuable experience yeah one that I hope to never repeat. You are now the <laughs> launch queen in my eyes. Like. Oh, thank you. Like, I think because so I was so disorganized. <laughs> because I was so not on it the first time, I was like, never ever again will I put myself through that. I'm going to be organized and onto it now. And I know what I'm doing now. So it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And it does feel good to kind of go through those moments and go, wow, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> let's have another look at this one. Um, and I think you know, it's those sort of moments where I see a lot of people actually giving up and they kind of go, oh, okay, well, you know, I've given it, I've given it my all, I've given it this shot and it's not worked. And, you know, that's kind of it for me, or it's never going to happen. And they kind of stay in that space without going, hmm, okay, yes, that was wrong. And, and, you know, yes, that happened, but look what I can take from it. And I think consistency is, I'm, I'm actually talking about it this week, it's not this week that the recording will go out, but this week on social media, because, you know, I find that consistency really, truly has been the one of the key drivers for success within my business. Um, I don't know whether you agree yourself, but I know, you know, showing up and being consistent with that and consistent with your message and consistent with everything else that you're doing almost allows the no like and trust factor. And I know you can speak about this more than I can, but what do you find with kind of getting yourself back up again and going again and the consistency piece within business? Yeah, it's such a hard one because when you first start out and I kind of touched on this before, so much comes up for you. Like Mm -hmm. when you have these moments, because you feel like you're quite by yourself sometimes and you kind of are in a way you're doing this by yourself. You're your own boss all of a sudden. And if you've never worked for yourself before, it's hard to get used to not being told what to do. And yeah, yeah, you know, so I definitely found that because I had done work on myself and I had looked into what a growth mindset is and I tried to cultivate (laughs) cultivate a growth mindset, uh, that's kind of how I went into it. If I failed, you know, and again, I put that in quotation marks, if I failed, 
I would be like, right, what can I learn from this? There's no, if, and it sounds so like trite, doesn't it? Like, you know, there's no such thing as failure, Mm -hmm. but truly if you, if you learn from your mistakes, then it's not a waste of time. You can use those learnings in every other area of your business and I have and so whenever I've had had something that hasn't gone well and this happens more often than you think it's not like all of a sudden you like nail launching and then you launch every single time after that and it's a raging success absolutely not um you're going to go through so many ups and downs in business but the difference between an entrepreneur who you know hands everything and they're like right I'm just going to go back to my nine to five this is too hard basket and the one that sticks it out is the one that's tenacious and the one that does have a growth mindset and the one that you know doesn't go that's it I suck everything that I do is crap they're the ones that are like right what can I learn from this what could I do better next time what did I do well this time that I can take forward with me and that's the difference and so that's how I try and approach everything that I do I have my of course I'm a human being I have my moments of self-doubt where I do have a wobble but it's what you do next that really matters and what I do next is I'm like right what could I improve upon what did I do really well in this time that I could take forward with me and that's kind of how I try and approach it that's how I try and help my clients through it and it really is the difference between giving up and moving forward because it's not going to be easy. It's not for the faint hearted, to be honest. Yeah, no, not, not one bit. And I, yeah, I love that so much. And I think the, it is like the big, I know mindset is a massive, massive piece of that and kind of having that time to work on those things and to dive into those things and actually become very aware of triggers. Because like you said, you know, I know, and have masters in NLP and hypnosis and all the other mindset stuff that people bang on about. And I still have shit days. Like, you know, my, my ego still shows up and I still doubt myself and I still go, Oh my God. Like, I think I did a live a couple of weeks ago where I did, you know, share in January of 2020, I was like, "Mm, back on indeed back on the job sites because you know, is this for me? Like, I'm sure we've always had a moment. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, But you know, for me, and I think we had this conversation the other day, like I love the word tenacious. It's been like a word that's me and my mom have said to each other for a while, for for years. Um, And it is that tenacity to go, wow, like maybe I'm embarrassed or maybe this hasn't worked. And I remember I know we're not here specifically talking about launching, but while we're on the subject, but when I launched Confidence Queen, um, which was August of last year, and I was like, oh my God, you know, like bright eyed, bushy tailed, never launched anything in my life. I was like, this is the best course. Not like, I'm so sure that I'm going to get 11 people in. And I was like, so certain. Um, And I had four people sign up, which is still a celebration. And it was still amazing, but just not what I wanted. And I remember just being, yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) I remember being so embarrassed because I was like, it was around the time that the sticky notes on the wall was a real thing. And I was like, oh my God, I like, I, I can, I've got four sticky notes. I've got four sticky notes. <laughs> and I was like, da- I remember Dan being like, just shove some names on there. Like no one will know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, but I, I know Dan, I, I know. I cannot do that. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, and, it, and again, like I really did learn from that and I, didn't launch confidence queen again but I made it into visibility queen which is what it is now and I had a launch in December and I think there was 14 in that group so it was real you know like that shift for me was 
because I went into it with this really kind of nervous, desperate, um, weird energy. <laughs> Katie's really nodding her head right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't reap the benefits. And I know it's not all about the energy that you're in and the mindset that you're having. Like there were other things strategically that I changed. Um, but it was a big part of it because I didn't believe that it was going to happen just like you said then. Yeah, I, I often <laughs> think business and dating is so similar. Like if you showed up on a date with desperate energy and you're showing up like, please love me, you know, like this has to go well because I've got no other prospects out there and you're going to be my boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> you're going to be a pretty bloody weird date. You know, yeah. that I don't think that's going to take off unless that person is equally as desperate as you, in which case, good luck. <laughs> You it'll know, be a one night but, stand, let's be honest. Yeah, it'll be a one night stand. <laughs> but if you show up and you're like detached and not in a bad way, just like you're like, cool, whatever happens, happens. I'm putting it out there. Hopefully it'll happen. If not, that's okay. We can learn from it. That's where you get the good results. And it is so stressful that when you were talking about the sticky notes, I was laughing, but it is, I've had that same feeling. I've been like, oh my God, am I going to stick two sticky notes up on the wall? Like, how embarrassing and you just feel this pressure and you feel like everyone's watching you and really no one yeah. like you're the one that's so hyper aware of what you're doing in your business but I totally yeah. can resonate it's with everything so you just said so <laughs> I think I even like ordered love heart sticky notes like they weren't just the normal like squared <laughs> sticky notes you had put time, effort, and energy into picking the perfect sticky note. I had. I yeah. had. Like, please DM us if anyone else has had the sticky note situation. <laughs> yeah, sticky situations. Hey, I like hey. it. <laughs> She's on it. Um, anyway, moving through. Um, and we're gonna we wanted to really speak about the kind of noise online and hashtag controversial opinions. Um you know, all of that sort of stuff. I can't think of the other word that I just said to you. Uh, unpopular opinions. Unpopular right? opinions, yeah. All of that sort of stuff and kind of navigating your way through that because I think we all add to it as people. You know, we all have our own opinions. Um, for those who are aware of the RAS, you know, the reticular activated system, we're all coming into business, coming into online, seeing things through the glasses that we are wearing right now. Um, and things may be triggering you, things might be annoying you, things might be um, making you question things. And I, and I really wanted to speak about it from kind of a neutral standpoint without me trying to add my opinion onto the unpopular controversial opinions. Um, but yeah, what do you think about it? And I know obviously we use it as a marketing tool. Um, but yeah, what's your opinions on, on the unpopular opinions? <laughs> <laughs> what's your opinions on opinions on opinions? Please. Well, I just think that <laughs> I just think that it's just classic social media, isn't it? Like everyone wants to stand out. Everyone wants to have that polarizing voice. And look, I teach my clients that you shouldn't really sit on the fence with things. You don't want to be wishy-washy. You want to be like a hard yes or a hard no about things. Um, because that's, that is a way of solidifying yourself as an expert or an authority. So look, it does work. Uh, however, I would be lying if I said that it doesn't get overwhelming and it doesn't get a little bit annoying because mm -hmm. every man and his dog has an unpopular opinion over something. And like, at what point does, 
do we just have opinions? Like, is it an unpopular opinion? Is it a controversial it opinion? It just seems like an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think everyone's just trying to be the loudest and social media has given us that platform that we can share all of our opinions and it gets really overwhelming. Like there's mm. some days where I'm like, I just feel like I need to just breathe because <laughs> like properly breathe because I'm like, God, there is just so much noise out there. And I mean, I contribute to that noise. I can't, you know, put myself in this pedestal and be like, God, all these people with their opinions. Like mm-hmm. I'm someone yeah. that gets online and I share my opinions. So I therefore contribute to the noise. I don't know. I, I think there's just, it's just a funny space. Uh, yeah. And I just think that I get it. We're all trying to stand out and we all want to be an expert and we all want to land those clients. Um, but just being controversial isn't the only way to land those clients. And I'm kind of getting over it as well. I don't know how, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I am too. And I think it's been, and I'm sure you get this too, like, you know, I really hate, I really hate doing outreach. I hate searching for clients. I hate, um, you know, dropping into people's DMs in like, how long have you been coaching for? Like, I can't, like, it makes me want to puke. So, you know, for me, it's, do you, do you resonate with me? Do you jam with me? If you do, let's work together. You know, that's very much how I see the industry. And I know you're very much the same with your clients as well. Um, so I kind of find that, yeah, okay. Like I do understand the, the controversial opinions and polarizing content, etc. but only when you're kind of standing in it and really believing in it, if that makes sense. So like, for me, I think a lot of what I see, and this is just, again, my opinion, but what I see is people kind of trying to do this polarizing and I'm like, "Mm, didn't you say something different to me like a week ago? I'm pretty sure (laughs) like, you know, from a conversation. So I think if you stand in it and you believe in it, then go for it. But, you know, if you're doing it because you feel like you have to, because of a strategy, um, yeah, have a think about it. That's what I would say anyway. I'm so with you. Like I've seen people that use things like pain points and then are really outraged by pain points. And I'm like, (laughs) but you use pain points. Hang on. <laughs> um, yeah. And like people, I don't know. I think sometimes people are like, I'm just gonna have a I'm just gonna have an opinion because I want to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to be controversial today. Yeah. And I get it, it gets more likes, it probably gets more shares, you get more people talking. It mm-hmm. works. Like it, you know, it does. We know that it works, but make sure and something that I really believe in and I spoke about this in my stories the other day is doing things with integrity and if you believe in that and exactly going back to what you were just saying like if you firmly believe in that opinion amazing you should share your opinion you should be able to freely share that but if you're just saying things to be controversial and to like ruffle some feathers and get some more likes and engagement then you really might want to have a like a sit with yourself and think why am I doing this? Is it coming from a place of integrity or am I just trying to stir the pot a little bit? Yeah. I, that's kind of my take. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's why I get irritated by it, I think. Um, because, you know, integrity is a massive a value of mine and the business. And, you know, I think you said this on your stories the other day, but being, you know, open and like, I know we don't share the bits where we're like crying in a heap because we don't need mm-hmm. to share those bits. But, you know, two days later, after me crying in a heap, I'll be like, hey, the other day. But, you know, when it's when you are connecting to you and coming from that space. And I think, like you said, with the relationship energy, um, 
I, I'm a real firm believer that people can feel your energy online and it's a big part of my business. And, you know, I know that I'm not for everyone. I know that, you know, I do get called sunshine energy and the fact that I'm always like, woo, yeah, let's do this. Like, but you know, that, that is me, like that is how I am. And when people meet me in real life, they're like, oh, you're exactly how you are online, offline. And I'm like, yay, <laughs> you know. Yay. I'm glad I don't have a completely different persona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's important to stay true to you. And I think that's where it's a nice kind of segue into the next questions, I'm sure, because that is a big part of the online space is that you feel that you have to, you know, be a certain way or be in a certain box or do a certain thing. Um but actually, when I just started showing up in my energy and showing up as me and, you know, a little bit of a if you want to work with me, work with me. If you don't like literally, that's fine. That's when things started to shift quite a lot. I don't know how you found if you went through that. Yeah. Or found that. Yeah. And I definitely like have people that I admire and that I look to. And I'm like, I, I think especially at the beginning, I always try to to stay true to myself. Uh, it is harder at the beginning because you're trying to navigate things like you're never going to have it all figured out at the very start. You're trying to find your style that you want to show up with it online. Like obviously you want to show up as yourself. But how much of, of that are you willing to show? You don't have to be totally transparent. No. This is going to sound controversial, but you don't owe you don't owe the internet everything. You don't owe the internet your whole life, right? Like, so you don't have to be totally give all of yourself away because you you need to keep parts of yourself to yourself and your family and your friends or whoever. But I think that it's important that you figure out um, what feels right to you to show up online. How do you want to show your personality off? Um, I definitely think it took me a while to show my humor off uh, yeah. because at the beginning I was definitely more like hey guys like I just sort of showed up <laughs> but, I, but I wasn't not being yeah. myself like I was being as myself as I could at that yeah, time of course because I was I was becoming more comfortable with the online space mm. I feel like we're using so many buzzwords now but, uh, <laughs> it's like squeeze as many cliches into this just, as possible just get it all in. <laughs> yeah get it all out there but I mean, yeah, and I definitely have people that I admire online and I do I do have to catch myself. I'm like, no, you don't need to be like X, Y, Z. You need to be like you because, yes, they're amazing and they do an incredible job, but you want people to work with you because they like you and they want mm. to work with you. So yeah. I definitely still catch myself sometimes being like, oh, like I really like what they did. Maybe I should do something. I'm like, no, no, no. Like you can take inspiration from people, but at the same time you want to start, you want to show your personality off. Um, and even I posted something on the weekend and I was like, oh, should I even post that? But I was like, no, it's funny. So I posted it, you know, and yeah. I got a laugh from people and it shows your personality. And if people don't like my humor, they don't have to follow me. No. And that's totally okay. I mean, they've got a terrible sense of humor, but that's the <laughs> <laughs> Go and sort yourself out. <laughs> yeah, have a word with yourself. <laughs> I don't want copycats of me. Mm. Um, I want people to show their personality and feel yeah. free to show who they are. I don't want them to show up as a Katie Bambrick. There's, a, you know, there's only one of me and there's only one of them. And I want them to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. uh, so it is really important and it's, it's, it takes time. I don't think it's common for someone to just start their business and automatically feel totally comfortable being mm -hmm. themselves in front of the camera. And that's okay. That's understandable. Yeah. Um, because as you said, not everyone has 20 years of performance behind yeah. them. And even with 20 years of performance, like when I showed up, I was like, oh, right now. Okay. So who's Becky? I've never played Becky before. Like, That's what does it. this look like? So, you know, yeah. it was even for me was a big step forwards. Um, but yeah, when you kind of look at, you know, if you were to give people 
at the beginning some like words of wisdom what would it be in the way of like strategy and kind of making sure things are in place or whatever oh it's a biggie Mm. I would say that (laughs) what would I say I think I would just say ask for help and find look I understand that investing in yourself is a privilege and I I don't think that's acknowledged enough um, because it's not cheap to hire a coach Mm -hmm. but if you can if you've got the means to and you're willing to hire a coach I would really recommend it because the clarity that comes with working with someone who's a few steps ahead of you and who's been where you've been and can help you navigate that path because it is really hard at the beginning and it's confusing and you don't want to give up hopefully so I think if you can and if you've got the means to hire a coach that would be my first thing um but if you can't you can figure it out on your own um but I would say I mean we live in a we live in the world of like the age of information there's nothing you can't find online so try and figure out who you want to help like get really really clear on that get clear on your ideal client I mean again like that's a bit of a cliche but it it really does all come True. back to your ideal client. Yeah. It just always comes back to your ideal client. If you're struggling with content, go back to your ideal client. If you're struggling with your niche, who do you want to help? Why do you want to help them? What is your area of expertise? What do you think you're the best at? So really just go back to those, those core things and keep showing up as often as you can, every day if you can, and you will learn what works and what doesn't. And you'll learn, to, and I, I think just try and stay true. I mean, this is what this has turned into like a million pieces of advice, but I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, and just try and stay as true to yourself as you can. Stay within your integrity. Like, if something doesn't feel right to you, look into why that doesn't feel right to you. And if it's because it doesn't align with you, don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to follow the crowd. You don't have to just do what Tom Dick or Sally is doing. You know, you can do whatever you want. Um, so yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that, but We're take take from that what you will. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I think it's important to really remind yourself that at the beginning. And I know like I've I made so many investments and still will continue to, you know, potentially more in 2019, as that's when I did start kind of growing the business. Um I wouldn't even want to tell you how much I've spent investing in myself. Uh, I don't think I've ever worked it out. <laughs> Have you? I worked it out, yeah, and and last because I've only been in business for a year, nearly a year. And the other day, I well, I had worked it out already, and I had like, put it in my spreadsheet to never be seen again. And yeah. then I um, was doing a live the other day with one of my friends, and we were talking about money and investments. And I told everyone like how much I'd spent on my investments, um, and it was something like six thousand six hundred pounds within a year. And I was like, scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, hiring coaches isn't cheap, um, but I have made my money back from all of those investments. Yeah. So it does. Like, I'm happy to do it. I don't actually, I've just finished working with a coach and I don't have a coach at the moment. So I'm just going to say, that's actually something else that's interesting is I want to just go by myself for a bit. I don't want to always rely on having a coach because mm. I yeah. think you can get caught in this little trap of thinking, oh, I need someone to guide me. It's like, hang mm. on, I'm just going to guide myself for a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, I really you like that. that. Yeah, I, I'm actually in that right now and was 
was there I think probably November time so like November December so I decided to launch like without having a coach there which was you know went fine Um, but yeah I think I think it is a little bit like that isn't it when you if if you've had like a coach for a long time or you've been you know coach hopping which I certainly did you know from one to Mm -hmm. the like before the one coach had ended I'd already like lined up with the next coach that I was working with (laughs) like a serial monogamous yes Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think for me, it was really, I really got to the stage where I was like, you are investing out of scarcity. And that's why I made most of the investments in 2019. And actually, if I look back on them, I probably needed two of the like 10 that I invested in kind of thing. I didn't invest in 10 PS, but that's how it felt. Um, So coming into this year, when I invested with a one-to-one coach, I actually invested in kind of the, in my business growth, my systems and, you know, getting things in place for when I am scaling, which is what happened. And actually from scaling, I've now got Dubsado set up or, you know, whatever, you don't need Dubsado set up to be able to scale, but, you know, it's good, you know, seeing now we've got, now I've got lots of clients in the business that I do have those systems. So when I invested this year, I was like, this is out of, me knowing that I need this information and I think that's really important to remember when you're investing isn't it oh god yeah I am such a big believer and I tell this I speak about this quite openly and I speak about this quite a lot is to invest intelligently Mm -hmm. don't invest because you are like okay yeah that looks good uh yeah I'm desperate at this at this very moment so I'm just gonna invest in that person like invest in your blind spots if you don't need a sales and marketing coach don't invest in a sales and marketing coach but if you feel like you need help in that area go for it find someone that suits you um like I've told people I've turned people away from working with me because they weren't a good fit for me and I don't think we were a good fit for each other And it wasn't even a personality thing. It was just like, they were looking for something else. And I was like, do you know what? I don't think this is a good fit for you. Um, And I just think you should invest and think about it. Don't, and as you just said before, like you were, you had lined up your next coach just as you were finishing with your previous one. And I was the same. And I kind of feel like now I just, I don't want to always rely on a coach as a crutch. Like I Mm -hmm. want they've been amazing and I've really enjoyed with every single coach you know I've loved every experience I've had with all of them I don't regret any of those experiences and they've all taught me something and um they've taught me a lot and especially mm-hmm. in the first year of business it's nice to have that because you're trying to figure it all out as, yeah. as it was very good out but I do think there comes a time where you're like right I should be able to like walk now I don't need to rely on someone else to just basically confirm what I already know yes yeah <laughs> like yeah. we often have the answers within ourselves as well yeah and I, we need to I be able that. to control intuition. Yeah, I love that. And that's, it just reminds me because most of the, a lot of my clients are in the UK and I'm sure they're listening. Hey, clients. Um, mm. <laughs> hey. Um, but it's quite funny because they, if they are to message me when I'm asleep, a lot of them have answered their own questions that they've messaged me about before I've even woke up. So it's a nice little test for them. Like I know they, yeah. you know, I know they know that they know the answers, but you know, they, <laughs> they have that freak out where they're like, oh my God, Becky, like I need to do this, but what do I need to do? So like that's say like 12, 12 a.m. Like by about 4 a.m. They're like, no problem. Ignore the last message. Already sorted it. You know, I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) Like the other Um, day I was talking. Oh, sorry. sorry, No, no, no. Go, 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 go. I I was just gonna say that the other day my client was like, so I'm working with a client at the moment, and we're on a two uh, like a, a 
eight month, eight month, eight week program. And she was like, but I actually think she'd be better suited to something more like a four week program. What do you think I should suggest, suggest to her? And I was like, you've just answered your own question. <laughs> a four week program, you know, like, <laughs> I think, and she was like, yeah, I, I did just answer my own question. I think we're often looking for that validation and this, you know, we, I get it. Sometimes we just need someone to bounce off and that's why it's important to have a network of friends as well that can help yes. you. I don't think because yeah. it can be a lonely place. So make sure you do have people that you can be like, hey, what do you think of this? What, you know, what, what would you do in this situation? Because it's mm -hmm. important to have that. But at the same time, it's also important to trust your own judgment and to be able to rely on yourself sometimes and be like, I think this is correct and I, this is what I want to do and stand in that and be confident in that. Yeah. Because I if like you're constantly that. asking someone else, is this the right thing to do? Is this, you know, you can get really caught in that, that validation trap. And I think yeah. it's important to, to stand on your own as well sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And it's very much like the, the external self-worth piece and not looking internally for that. And, you know, really, mm -hmm. I think working through that is important too. You know, that's something that I, have worked with by my, like on my own, but with my clients too, is that, you know, being able to have that validation for themselves and well, not even needing the val validation for themselves, but just being able to listen to the answers. What's your go-to for that to like, to be able to listen to your intuition? Oh, I think just getting a bit quiet with yourself, which sounds kind of creepy, but mm. all I mean by that is just, taking a moment and like just breathing and be like, okay, what do I think? And like, just getting a bit quiet with yourself and just listening to what your intuition says, instead of, you know, asking a friend or, you know, sometimes you get into that trap of asking like five different people for their opinions. And even though you knew the answer at the beginning, you end up really confused because now you've got five different opinions. So just like before you reach out and your first instinct might be to go and ask somebody else what they think, be like, hang on, how does this feel with me? What do I want to do? What are my options here? What feels the best for me? And just listening to yourself because you often do have the answers. Um, I know some people find journaling really helpful. I have found that helpful in the past too. I'm a pretty inconsistent journaler, but if I'm really stuck on something, I'll journal about it. And like, I come up with the answer pretty, pretty damn quickly. Yeah. Um, because we do know, we often know what's best for ourselves and we're just looking for external validation half the time. Yeah. What about you? What's I'd love to hear what your Yeah, I I really like that. I think for me like the first thing would be knowing your trigger. So like I know um like <laughs> this happens all the time, but like when I when I used to start freaking out, like I would find myself on coaches profiles and like clicking onto all of their um, links, you know, how could I work with them? What does it, and like, now I know that if I am in that space, number one, my trigger is to stay off social media. So like, I know that if I am seeking the external validation, or I am seeking help that I know I can give myself. Cause I think a lot of the times we already know that we can, we just want, we just want that. Don't we? Yeah. So for me, it's kind of know my triggers, so I stay away from social media. I go, right, you know, a lot of the time I'm like, hmm, Beck, didn't you teach your client how to do that the other week? Shall we just do that ourselves? Yeah, okay, brilliant, you know. <laughs> um, so it would be that. I think doing a lot of inner work really helped me. But yeah, journaling also um, is is so epic because it's, I always call journaling like your mini coach, you know, journaling mm. can be, 
your own coaching session for yourself. Like that's how I see journaling um, a lot of the time because you do come to the answer, don't you? So yeah, that would yeah, be absolutely do. And it, and it comes down to confidence a lot of the time. And I've spoken about this a lot is that I was not a naturally confident person. I had to do a lot of work on myself. Like I went to therapy for it. Like I've read so many books about it. I really had to rewire my brain and how mm -hmm. I was talking to myself because my inner critic was like running my life. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, I mean, how can you make a, an empowered decision when all you're relying on is external validation, what's going on around you, when you're relying on people telling you what's right for you how can you possibly know what's right for you if you don't believe in yourself if you don't have confidence in yourself mm -hmm. um so if you're someone that does struggle with trusting your intuition trusting your gut knowing what you what feels right to you it probably comes down to lack of confidence yeah. and that's some you know that's something you might need to work on um and it takes a long time it's not a quick fix which mm -hmm. i know is not very sexy but it it takes a long time to work on that but it can hate that word don't they uh, no no like it takes a long time they're like god damn it like so sorry about that but sorry guys yeah. if it was easy everyone would be doing it right so exactly exactly <laughs> um but wrapping up because I literally could just chat for the next couple of hours I'm sure people would, okay. would listen maybe I don't know um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, oh god, yeah, Big, biggest fans. Um, but if you were to leave people with a kind of couple of words of wisdom, what would those be? Okay, I think my biggest words of wisdom would be work on, and I know I'm mainly strategy based, but to be honest, without the mindset, you're screwed. <laughs> and I think work on your growth mindset and work on cultivating a growth mindset because you will fail because that is life and that is business like the only guarantees in life is that you know you're gonna screw up basically yeah. <laughs> um and in business that sounds really bleak but it's true and I think <laughs> if, you go into, if you go into business being like right I am probably gonna screw up I'm probably gonna make lots of mistakes but that's okay and if you can get up and soldier on after you do make those inevitable mistakes then that is all that matters and that's what's going to separate you from the people that give up so work on cultivating a growth mindset never stop learning keep yeah I think just keep growing keep learning and then try and enjoy the process as much as you can um which is so much easier said than done especially when you're in those like what the hell am I doing moments um yeah. and I was in that well I was in that last week guys so it happens to the best of us I was like <laughs> it really what does the what am I doing? Um, <laughs> but if you can talk yourself down and if you can be like, it's just a day, it's just a week, whatever, mm -hmm. we move forward, we move on. And I think that's what separates you from the people that give up. So that's kind of what I, I, I mean, it's hard to give one piece of wisdom. I know. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. I've had a blast. It's the best way to start the week, if I'm honest. I know, it's so nice. Have a good day, everyone. I, <laughs> I was just going to say that when I was younger, I used to have this DJ set. Yeah. <laughs> with this mic and it would it. make it would make animal noise <laughs> <laughs> so i'd be like hello and welcome to 92.9 it'd be like quack quack <laughs> and that's kind of how i'm feeling right now that's so how you it's feel all right cool, now. Cool, cool. i'm so glad it's like the friends episode where he's like Dun. yeah ross <laughs> <laughs> With some friends friends fans in the house um you weren't alone on that because i used to have my own magazine company so oh my god same did you 
<laughs> I tried to find a copy of it the other day, but anyway, we digress. Now you're just listening to us chat <laughs> about nothing that's going I'm to sorry. be helpful for you. Um, but yes, have a lovely day, everyone. And I hope you found this interview insightful and hopefully taken a couple of aha bit moments away um, or just enjoyed it. So have a good day and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.